Once upon a time, there lived three small wooden boys who wanted nothing more than to be real. Have you ever seen a wooden boy like we? And will we have a conscience after all thy see? Let's dream an itty-bitty wish of all what things might itty-bitty be. Just join us and you'll see. Do chat, do chat. Well, propajala with nutstat. Yeah. My, ah, uh, my, oh, sorry. My nastoyas stie malchiki. We are the real boys. The proper shall we Can we come in? Please, sir, it is freezing out here. Can we come into your cabin to hold us down? Yes. Of course, come in, come in. <laughs> Sit down. Go. Sit down, oh, but not it's there. Cold. It's so cold outside. Thank you for letting us in. Hello, and welcome to Real Boys, a Pinocchio podcast. Um, this week, reporting to you live from Soviet Russia, 1939. <laughs> We're a podcast that watches a Pinocchio film every month and gives you all the horrible information that went into making it and uh, ranks it and a lot of unnecessary stuff. It's a very niche podcast and it started in Russian this month. So uh, stay tuned for more fun. I'm Luke Terry and I'm joined by Joe Tyrone. Hello. And Luke Thomas. Privet. Uh, hello. <laughs> oh, phew. <laughs> I you genuinely thought you'd become <laughs> fluent in Russian there. <laughs> I was waiting for the subtitles. Very quick. That privet really rolled off his tongue there. <laughs> uh, how are you guys this week? Are you prospering well? Prospering, confused, but happy. Yeah, Great. I'm doing well. Just finished watching The Golden Key a couple of hours ago. And yeah, having a having a great time. Yeah, you feel um, inspired to carry on with your days and to reap for the motherland. Just, just about. <laughs> All right, good. Where do we start with Pinocchio, the Golden Key, nineteen thirty nine from Soviet Russia? Have either of you watched this one before? Yes. No, so just... weirdly. <laughs> Joe, I thought you were going to say that you have seen it. A few yeah, times. yeah, I've seen it loads of times. We used to play this all the time on TV as a kid. Because you had this on DVD, didn't you, Jeff? <laughs> like, as a kid, it was this and Pinocchio three thousand. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's yeah. why I was so down to do the Pinocchio podcast. I knew that, given my history with this collection. <laughs> um, so this is um, what Bur- Buratino is the that's his name Russian yes. version of Pinocchio, right? Yeah, yeah. Buratino. Um, this was my first experience with him as well. I think mm-hmm. the reason why we watched this. Is because we're watching every Pinocchio film. <laughs> There's no other reason. And that's the only reason. Yeah. But you picked this one out. You you very boldly went, we're watching the Golden Key next. How, how did you even hear of this or find this? Well, I'm just doing a lot of trawling on Wikipedia for Pinocchio adaptations. <laughs> and I think I saw that... So last episode we watched AI, which was great. Good film. But it was also two hours and 40 minutes long, I think. <laughs> and when I saw that there was one that was like barely over an hour, I think that kind of swayed me quite a lot. And mm. also the fact that you can watch this in the thumbnail of Wikipedia. That was one of the first things I remember seeing. And then like the film's on YouTube. We don't have to download some obscure streaming service. We don't have to do any of that stuff. We do have to watch it with subtitles that are like three minutes behind. But other than that... It's quite accessible. So if you're listening to this and you haven't seen The Golden Key 1939 from Soviet Russia... I've got to say, what are you doing if you haven't seen it? <laughs> <laughs> it is available. It is out there. 
Should we head straight into the workshop? I feel like there's there's not much more to say other than we watched yeah, this mad film. Yeah, let's get down there and have a and have a look. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Oh, oh God, look can at you that hear rat. the approaching conflict of the 1939 years? <laughs> there's bombs going off outside. Come on, let's go down into the cellar. Oh God. Oh, here we go. It's freezing in here. It looks like the fire's on though. No, oh, wait, that's, oh. it's paper. Is that paper? Someone's just drawn a fire. All right, let me, let me draw some more fire and it will get warmer in here. <laughs> yeah, was that how oh, it yeah, works? That's, that's yeah. worked so well. There we go. Luckily, we I go. don't have to add any sound effects of a crackling fire here because it's just a picture. <laughs> the paper fire. <laughs> so sad. Um, all right, so this is our workshop segment where we'll talk about how the Golden Key 1939 was made. Luke, you did the research for this film. Lots and lots of research. He's been trawling through the archives of history. So, <laughs> take it away. So, like you said, uh, this is a story based around the character of Buratino, who is a distinct character from Pinocchio. There are many, many differences, which I'll get into. That character is the main character of Alexei Nick. Right. Just to preface this, I'm going to probably mispronounce a few of these names, but I think it's Alexei Nikol. Leovich Tolstoy's book, The Golden Key, which came out right. in 1936, which it was based on the adventures of Pinocchio, but he did change quite a lot of it. The fairy is gone and has been replaced with another living puppet. There's quite a few other like toys and puppets and other things. So the character isn't as unique as Pinocchio in within that world. Right, okay. Uh, there's also a dog. Yes, yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. There's a character called Pierrot, who's a stock character in pantomime and commedia del dell'arte which is a early form of theater from italian theater so you've got this dude so that kind of would you say that's a bit like how over here in like pantomime you have is it buttons it's like a weird character that's just <laughs> oh, kind of yeah, in every like, pantomime yeah yeah a little bit it's a stock yeah, character it's so stock got buttons, basically. yeah so he's basically buttons um, what does that even mean, though? He's kind of like a Nexus being. <laughs> he's Yeah, exactly. He's in all of them. He's a stock character of pantomime whose origins are there. His name is diminutive of Peter, and he's a buffoon. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, but then he became the avatar of the disenfranchised. Many cultural movements found him amendable to their respective causes, such as uh, decadence, uh, symbolists, and modernists. They okay. made him into the silent, alienated observer of the mysteries of the human condition. Much of the mythic quality uh, of the everyman still adheres to the sad clown of the postmodern era. So this is pretty much like our podcast. <laughs> Very similar weird vibe. Yeah, I mean, I didn't um, think we'd be getting such big topics as that. <laughs> the Golden King. We're getting weighty. <laughs> um, also, there was a few things that were removed from the story for being too gruesome, such as uh, the whole being swallowed by a big shark, um, mm. his feet being burnt off, black rabbits, all that's all gone. Buratino never becomes human in any version of the story, apparently. And quite the contrary, is rewarded for not following the rules of what is assumed to be the right behaviour. So he, we're not here about morality. He's a non-conformist, and that's good. Right. As okay. well as that, his hmm. nose never grows. <gasps> that's not a fact. That's not a part of Buratino's character. 
God, Bertino, your card is going to be terrible. <laughs> oh, well, is it? I don't, I don't know if it will be because this guy's a little legend. I kind of, yeah, he's he's not about that whole conforming to, and I think that's pretty cool. Well, obviously, um, we're here to talk about Bertino, but our podcast is about being a real boy. It's about that, wanting to be human. It's about we're looking into the endearing, like, <laughs> You know, the legacy of this character who wants to be real is known for telling lies. You're very correct. Grows. There Are is we going to do more Buratino or is this is this there's, just there's, a slight uh, dalliance into Buratino? Because it sounds like he's his morals are different to what we're used to. Exactly. There's a lot of Buratino content out there, to be honest. Based on this, I think it's stuff that we should be seeking out. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe this is our our side podcast it's called uh real boys uh the Bertino files oh god real boys <laughs> has a sequel podcast lined up yeah. already it's like a side quest the seven listeners are going to go insane about that one <laughs> it's really going to divide our audience i think <laughs> uh, there's not much information i can find about the actual development of this film it was made in 1939 uh, this version it's been remade quite a few times and restored and it came out two months before disney's animated version because of that the director a man called alexander Putushko, has been regarded or referred to as the russian disney mm-hmm. mm. to be fair yes. i get i get that like watching the film like you, you get some of those vibes with the music cues in it don't you like it's very like happy-go-lucky in some parts mm. exactly yeah there's elements that are quite disney ish mm. i guess but you've also got a lot of a lot of animals pulling out guns and calling yeah. <laughs> calling call a little boy a... yeah. Oh, yeah you use that word quite a lot in this too they used it loads but yeah he became that. yeah unfortunately mm-hmm. unlike the film yeah you have to still bleep it if i had to um, put a parental guidance warning out for people that are going to watch the film because it does have curse words yeah my eyes were yeah. burning uh he he did a lot of firsts apparently in soviet cinema he did the first widescreen photography and stereo sound oh. uh it's also claimed that one of his films had the hold the record for the most people and horses ever to be used in a film wow uh with a cast of 106,000 and 11,000 horses, mm. which is unbelievable. And that Where is a little. Where do you even get bit... that many horses? <laughs> Russia, Soviet Russia, baby. Yeah. Russia, <laughs> right. Noted. Uh, there's been a few re edits of his work uh, in the West, but yeah, he's mainly known in, in Russia. I think I saw a lot of reviews of this were citing one of his other films as being a better example of his work. I think it was like Gulliver's or something like that. Yeah. I think Gulliver's I Travels, maybe he did like an adaptation of that. Yeah, so that's definitely something I'll be seeking out. The new Gulliver. Yeah, Soviet stop-motion animated cartoon. I don't really have much else that I could find. Like, even if you look on the cast on the Golden Key Wikipedia, they're all like red-named you know, so they don't have pages. Oh, right, they don't have articles. Yeah, I mean, there's not going to be much about the behind the scenes of this, is there really? But it's worth saying that it's like stop motion and live action hybrid. Yeah, Yeah. the only page I can find is about Sergei Martinson, who was the the freak who was selling like turtles and stuff. Oh, yeah, what was his name? Uh, His his name... He had a good character name. Oh, I can't 
can't even find it. I'm trying to see Hang if on. I took it down. Duramar. Duramar, that was it. Duramar, yeah. Uh, so that guy lived to the age of 85, which is pretty cool. Uh, pretty impressive. He was an eccentric comedy actor, the master oh, of pantomime, buffoonery, and the grotesque. Uh, <laughs> he's also his second wife was exiled by the government for alleged connections to foreign elements and then died in exile. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. Again, Russia, though, Russia I'm, will never surprise you. He was also the first uh, person in Soviet cinema to play Hitler in the film The New Adventures of Soldier Sviet. Uh, I wonder who that is. The actor told that Hitler, after seeing himself on the screen, included him into his personal blacklist and promised <laughs> to hang Martinson on the first lamppost. My goodness. <laughs> the first lamppost where? I don't know. First ever one that was made. First one ever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can say things about Hitler, but I don't think he had much of a sense of humour. Definitely not for this guy's buffoonery. Yeah, Uh, he could not deal with that buffoonery. He couldn't deal with it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I could find about the Golden Key. There's very little information. I'm fascinated, though, by the making of this and how it was made. And I would love there to be more publicly accessible documents in English about it. Yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? I think we might be the first people who've ever reported on it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe we're finally finding this hidden film that's on YouTube. (laughs) Oh my God, we're going to be in the Guinness Book of Records. (laughs) The first podcast to review the Golden Key. (laughs) Well, let me look on let me look on Spotify. Maybe there's a another podcast, but I'd I'd very much doubt it. Hard to Mm. say. Yeah, I just know. I remember learning about Peter and the Wolf, you know that the song, yeah. and mm. then the film version of it, or whatever, and about how much of it was supposed to be like symbolic propaganda for kids about the benefits of communism and all this stuff. I just feel like there's more in this film, but I can't work out what it is. Mm. That was what I really wanted to know. I wanted someone to do like a breakdown of what the ending means. This new ship, this new yeah. world, the golden world, the golden key, all of that stuff. Like, what does it mean? Yeah. Because I think there was a lot of stuff they like they glossed over and yeah, and it almost felt like something, isn't it? Yeah, it felt like you were meant to understand it. I bet people from around that time watching it were like, "Oh yeah, Yeah. Golden Key." (laughs) But but do you want everything to be explained to you? Like, uh... no, I don't. But I know that this film's propaganda. I just know it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they did get rid of the capitalist nightmare guy whatever his name was that's, yeah that's one part of it obviously that's maybe um parabas barabas or whatever he's called yeah <laughs> carabas yeah. wasn't it but something about that new world it's got to mean something hasn't it to to like russia at the time and the messages they were trying to get because everything there was so controlled i mean yeah. it's not like that anymore oh god i just want to understand russia and what it is all right well i think that maybe that's enough for our workshop segment if there's not much more to say about it i mean i had to go into the backstory of the guy who plays a side character yeah (laughs) nothing else really well i appreciate the effort luke you did good well thank you yeah thank you um all right well should we oh no this buratina again he doesn't have a pleasure island, I don't no, think. No, he doesn't. But, nah, I fi- but I he does have the, the swamp. Well, I figured <laughs> the, the, the after place was the pleasure island. So maybe that's the mystery you're talking about, Luke. You're actually wanting to know what pleasure island is. Yeah. Where should we go? 
<laughs> to discuss the ride forest. What about we hop on this flying boat, or is that at the end? That's at or, the end. Right, that's at the end. Okay, don't get ahead of yourselves. Alright, here's all we're gonna do. We're gonna plant our podcast recording device in the floor at right. this golden meadow. And hopefully it's gonna it's gonna spring something. Oh god, no. Oh wait, there's a there's a fox and a rat. <laughs> oh oh god, they've got guns. Ha- oh, hands <laughs> up! All right, hands up! Hands right, up! Okay, However, we'll we, we can't do anything until we say the magic words, though. Rex, oh, say fex, the magic. Peck. Rex, say again. fex, pex. Again. Rex, fex, pex. Huh. Much better. All right. Well, let's discuss the film now that we've planted a oh. podcast tree. <laughs> Well, kids, let's sit down and discuss the journey that this took us on, the golden key. Joe, you go first, because you're the freshest to watch in this film. Right. Well, yeah, it was it was decent. I, it was hard to follow, <laughs> really hard to follow, because of our uh, subtitles that were about four scenes behind. Yeah, um, we mentioned that yet, actually. Uh, you no, br- you glossed over it, but essentially we all watched this film with the subtitles being incredibly behind. Uh, by about three scenes <laughs> i feel like they it got worse as it went along as well like i don't yeah. think there was a way of syncing them up because... but you know what the thing was that because i had no clue what was going on at some point i was so sure that it had caught up i was like yes it's finally making sense <laughs> and then something would happen and i'd be like oh it's no longer making sense so but i like... think that they were auto generated i don't mm. think it was like an official subtitle track yeah i think they were generated by youtube because it was just like the closed captions yeah. right i was so tempted to try and like download it and just shift them into time because the thing was i was really enjoying it <laughs> like, i was really enjoying the thing is with like with this and like with pinocchio 1911 was that it's such like over the top acting and there's so much it's all about what you can see like it almost was like the sound didn't matter although mm. it did but Yeah, it's so over the top and really captures your attention that there was always something interesting to be looking at. So I also found myself struggling to actually keep my eyes on the subtitles because, you know, what was his name? Burrettino will be like (laughs) climbing up something and then suddenly change from a real person to like stop motion. And then it's no, it was cool. It was and the the effects as well, I think, were really nicely done. Mm -hmm. How about you guys? Um, yeah, similar to Joe, I'm in two minds because part of me absolutely loved this. I thought it was it was great. Um, I really liked the animation, especially for the time. And I was mm. constantly kind of going, "How did they do this?" There was a lot that looked really good. Yeah, uh, and even even held up, I'd say, to today's standard. I think it was just so cool. Some of it, but it drags on a lot. It's quite boring. It, it's hard to follow, and it's um, very dull. And and I didn't know what was going on a lot of the time yeah. because of the subtitles. I think as a visu- a showcase for visual effects, though, this is ten out of ten. Yeah, and I really loved this little puppet. He was great. He was fun, wasn't he? Do yeah, you know what I really found really interesting. I found it really interesting, like that transition from when they went from stop motion to being live action mm. because i couldn't tell the difference until i suddenly went oh now, now it's a stop mo-. Like you didn't see the actual change which was impressive i thought mm. i think we're all kind of in agreement on this definitely like it is enjoyable but there's the odd part where the story drags on quite a bit but mm. it kind of doesn't really matter because it's so like 
I don't want to say charming because it's kind of like creepy and weird at the same yeah. time. But like, that's what Pinocchio is, isn't it? That's the yeah. sort of side of it that all three of us seem to like for some reason. I think but, this definitely gave like uh, Wizard of Oz vibes, didn't it? And at times. Yeah, just like kind yeah. of unsettling. It's mm. for kids, but also it's going to scare kids quite a lot. Mm. Yeah, I think that the technical aspects definitely like are much more interesting than what you're actually sat there watching. Yeah, it's it is kind of like janky in a weird way, isn't it? Mm. Like weird, yeah. like rough around the edges and stuff. But yeah, you're right. Like Pinocchio, there were times, uh, Burrutino even, there was times when I wasn't sure if like it was a person or not. And then like Geppetto was like interacting with them. And it was like, this is, that's a bit weird that they'd be able to do that. At the mm. same time though, like we're saying how impressive it is, but like the original King Kong came out like, seven years before this or six years before this mm. and that had i mean that had moments where you could just see like the edges of the projected screen from the stop motion <laughs> stuff or whatever but like the stop motion's kind of on a par with that i would say mm. yeah yeah that's like that had fair. some great dinosaur fights and whatever but i mean this has that scary rat coming out of the wall and i hated that you know and terrifying the foxes in their balaclavas and stuff <laughs> yeah it yeah, did way the... before Wes Anderson did, didn't it? Yeah, I was gonna say this does have like a fantastic Mr. Fox vibe. Like the animal designs are just horrible. Like they they're so not cute. They're so they're so hideous and nasty. Especially the rat. I hate rats. And this was what someone who would have a phobia of rats imagined rats are like all the time. <laughs> it was a bit yeah. like a. Like I, I know you've watched it, Luke. I don't know about you, Joe, but the uh, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. The new series has like an, a sketch where he's saying about how a pig broke oh, in a his pig house, in a mask. <laughs> and it's and it's terrifying. It's, it's one of the so worst good. things. One of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> this horrible pig, but it's like he's a ima- like what he'd imagine a pig as or whatever. And then this yeah. is like that. It's like this d- horrible rat. Mm. It's no good. It looks more like a dog. Yeah, it's scary. There's um, stuff in this, though, that's just like... I think the 1911 Pinocchio is a good comparison for it because there was points in that where I remember us being like, even though it was a weird recovered film, there were points where you could tell that like some of the shoot the shoots and stuff were like quite big set pieces with like... Mm. I think there was like a parade in that or like the bit when Pinocchio is like running through the streets and you could tell there's like quite a few actors, market stalls and all that stuff. But this had like... A proper big parade with like hundreds of extras and stuff like it yeah. feel pretty pretty yeah. grand that was more oh, like the start it. of it and stuff but yeah it did feel like pretty large scale didn't it yeah i feel yeah. like joe all i'm hearing when you're when you're saying about how much you like it i just want to shake you and be like why don't you watch some like charlie chaplin or like an old film like that that's really good because <laughs> then you <laughs> might be less impressed by this no i only watch pinocchio films <laughs> <laughs> you if, need there's to. Cha- if there's a Charlie Chaplin Pinocchio film, then definitely. I don't think there's a Charlie Chaplin Pinocchio. Yeah, so, so I don't know why that came out like that. <laughs> He's a new actor. Yeah, there might be a Charlie Chaplin uh, Pinocchio <laughs> film, but not not a Charlie Chaplin one. It's in Soviet Russia. That's the Soviet Russian version. <laughs> but yeah, I I do think it's definitely an interesting film. I liked that it was a musical as well. Yeah, and yeah. isn't there actually a dedicated musical that's been? That's what I saw somewhere that there is mm. actually a musical. That's, I think so. You know, yeah, more there's... of a musical. 
there's been a remake of this, and I think a stage adaptation. It's like apparently this is massive in in Russia. Mm. Burrutino is is huge. Apparently Imagine there's, there's some Burrutino boys in Russia. <laughs> Burrutino <laughs> boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently it's massive like there's products and stores where there's a Burrutino soft drink and a golden key toffee oh my god nice. I'd love to try that if someone could send uh, us a Burrutino uh, golden key toffee I'd definitely accept uh, it there's also the uh, TOS1 Burrutino which is a Soviet tank uh, um, <laughs> which is it named after his him. nose no yeah oh. they named it because it has the nose of no, I'm looking at it. It doesn't even look like it has a nose. It looks mental though. It's got like, <laughs> it's got like, like so many cannons on it. Can you imagine when we've done like a hundred episodes and we've got nothing left to review? We have to review the Rotino tank. tank. <laughs> oh my! I'm looking at pictures of it. This looks devastating. I, I mean, it started being used in 1988, and it's still being used. So it must be a really good tank. Oh God. And, I don't uh, think we should oh, be promoting. Yeah, Russian it was it was de- uh, deployed in the invasion of Ukraine. Yeah, the the Buratino tank. I just looked at a picture of it, and now I'm scared. <laughs> Apparently, though, yeah, there's an animated feature, live action. Mm. Uh, there's quite a few of them, but interestingly, there's a computer game. Oh, it's in 1993, the first graphic adventure computer game released in the post-Soviet Russia. Wow. That's fantastic. So one of the remnants of Soviet Russia did get carried through into the modern age, at least. And it was Buratino. You can download Buratino on Steam. Oh, well, the game? Yeah, Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can well, get it on good. Steam. That's good to know. It actually looks great as well. There you go. That's something we can do yeah, in a couple I'll download of episodes. That later. Christmas special <laughs> when we have a bit of fun, we play the game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I like the songs. I like the music. I wouldn't mm. be able to hum or whistle or sing a single one of them, though. Mm. Uh, there's that main one again it's why i think that there's something propagandary about this film it's because that main song keeps getting repeated and it's about like finding a new land and all that stuff yeah that was the one that they it was like the start and the end wasn't it It yeah their their sign off song and their startup song and then pinocchio kept singing a song burrettino oh god i need to stop you need to stop calling the same they're they're not the same guys different characters burrettino is like happy to be against the societal <laughs> he's norms he's kind of like he's a, a punk. punk he's pinocchio yeah, he... but punk he's pinocchio punk, <laughs> punk nocchio <laughs> punk pinocchio if this was a spider pinocchio verse <laughs> film he would be going against whatever the leader is doing <laughs> this guy hates this sh- he he's... hates establishment. Oh, sorry. sorry i just swear oh. again. Yet, i hope yet, that yet. I, I hope that if there is a pinocchio verse us doing this podcast allows us to become a part of that pinocchio verse Mm, it could. You're literally in it at the moment in your background. I know. It's what, that's why I stay here in case someday I get sucked into it. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> A boy can dream. What else should we talk about? Should we talk about that dog? Oh, right. I've yeah. been wanting to talk about this dog all day, man. What was his name? He has a good name as well, I think. Duramar as well? I think it's Duram. Durham- Artemon. Artemon. Artemon, I choose you. Yeah, that yeah, sounds like good. Artemon. A rubbish Digimon. Uh, was he a real dog? This kept confusing yes. me as well. Yeah, at times yeah. he definitely was. I don't think at times he was his when... arms were like out here. Out. I was like, I don't think a dog can do that. And he was like waving his arms around. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't want to... His ear was any... on a string. Yeah. They oh, yeah, were... yeah. They were throwing stuff at that dog. They were scaring yeah. him, like, badly. 
and Very um upsetting. at one point Russia, Car- it never surprises you but at one point this is the thing like and we'll go on to it more later but carabas the well our what's his name our lorenzini Hmm. um he at some point just like hit the dog or threw the dog and i was yeah, like oh my yeah. god this guy's menacing it was quite early on actually the dog's yeah, listening yeah. in at their plan he's in the yeah. doorway his ears up and then his arms up and then he's getting kicked whilst i was watching this film i did say that i laughed really loud up something and it's when the dog's ear plopped up i did because <laughs> that was the moment i was like wait a minute this isn't like <laughs> is this real <laughs> this is gonna be normal and then there's loads of animals there but i didn't expect it and i was yeah. like all right now i'm in yeah and then he starts <laughs> talking as well and he's got this deep deep voice oh yeah he's like early blueprint for hackety dog i think it's that kind <laughs> yeah. of vibe like a very gruff speaking dog I, yeah I loved it. I and loved he keeps on saying about how the puppets need feeding and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's a big deviation. I've spent a lot of time in quite a few of these episodes thinking about what it would be like to be a puppet or whatever. And that never needing sustenance must be weird. Mm. These are hungry, hungry puppets. They, yeah. They're they desperate needs. for some food. They like, always need food. As soon and, as he was born, he was like, I need some food now. And they, they also care about cleanliness as well. Did you notice how many times they were like, brush your teeth? <laughs> yeah, they're obsessed with brushing their teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fair play. But wouldn't his teeth be made of wood? <laughs> like, yeah, doesn't matter. They still need cleaning. They're going to just decay, aren't they? Wood rot. <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah, that was a bit weird. But also, if we're talking about the animal abuse in this film, there's a part where a chicken definitely gets kicked as well. Yeah, I yeah, saw that. Yeah. They do a hard cut to the chicken getting a plate thrown at it. And I was like, oh God, that yeah, poor chicken. Pretty um, messed up. I don't agree with any of that. No. I know. I don't I don't know why I'm laughing. I think animal abuse in all its forms is horrendous, but it's very interesting to see a film with like no rules. It's just like yeah. whatever. Early cinema's crazy. They could just it do is anything. Crazy. You yeah, can just shoot a really horse. Weird. Just shoot a horse on camera. Like, who cares? Mm. It's it's very interesting how that developed to someone giving people rules and regulations of what what's not all right. Yeah, it's intriguing to see it, but like, it really did stand out, and it was really odd to see any of those things happening. Yeah, yeah, I did not like seeing that dog being yelled at and no, scared by a, a giant with a long beard. <laughs> at least he can speak up, though. Other dogs can't talk, so. Yeah, true. At least he could tell them, stop that. Stop Whereas it. Other dogs stop have to that, suffer in yet, silence. Yet. <laughs> yeah, and yet. Please stop shouting at me, please. Wait, I have I have a question, actually. Our fox, Alice, right? Was that her name? Alice the fox. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't work out if it was... she was... real or not? <laughs> no, no, no. I couldn't work out if the, the rat, what was his name, Sush- Sushara, was he with the fox? Or was nah. that... Because the, the, the dog yeah. or whatever it was, or the fox, or whatever that other creature was, really looked like the rat. That's what kept confusing me. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah, because there's the rat in the house. Yeah, yeah. Sushara. He's Sushara, and then Sushara. there's another one. Why does he have a name? I swear, is he there just for that one fight scene, or does he come back? He's just there for that one fight scene. Yeah. But the guy who owns the house and knows him by name, like, oh, Sushara, what are you doing in here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, like, for all, like, Sushara might just mean rat. But... It might be his pet. Yeah, he's just a fed up that he nasty, came back. Yeah, horrendous looking rat. Yeah. Um, so there's the fox and the cat in this. What's the cat's name? Did anyone write it down? Um, Basilio. Basilio. Okay. Um, those two are amazing. They're probably the highlight of the film for me. 
They do um, look fantastic. They look amazing. They're small. I love a mm. small, little small weird animal. They're useless as well, aren't and they? And they are so stupid. So that, so like the same as the Pinocchio uh, plot uh, that we've seen, particularly in the 1911 one. The whole thing is about burying some money and letting it grow. The whole mm-hmm. point in the originals, I, I think, is they bury it. When he leaves, they just dig it up and nick it. Yeah, and that's that's quite a clever idea. What they do instead is say, "Go bury it." He listens because he's stupid, and then they then immediately pull out guns and like, right, <laughs> let's rob him before he buries it. Like, why? Why didn't you rob him there? Yeah. Why? Why are you leading him away? Yeah. Why bother with the burying thing? Why bother? Yeah. <laughs> Just rob him. You're on an empty street. Just did, rob him. Did they need a hole made? <laughs> Was that the start of it? Well, why? No, because they targeted him before he dug a hole. They got oh, yeah. him. And then he and then he got taken away by a swan. Absolute idiots, the two of them. And then just after burying it, they come over and hit him. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why don't you just wait like five minutes? He'll go and then you can get the money. Yeah, their plan just didn't make sense, did it? There was so much violence in this. Yeah. Like, like every few minutes they were just fighting and rolling around and, <laughs> and it was I've like got a note. There's a part where he says something about giving someone 30 bonks. I think that's oh, yeah. what Parabus Carabas was going to do to someone. He's going to give him 30 bonks as a punishment. Yeah. When he finds out that one of the puppets is like lying about something, I think there's one point when Buratino lies about being able to play a flute. But before that, one of the puppets steps out of line. He's got a little lash whip yeah. thing. He no, he just starts beating He's obsessed the puppet, with lashing, giving everyone yeah. lashes. He's no good. Like, and doesn't when he when he plays the flute badly, doesn't he just like faint? He's like, oh God, I yeah. can't believe <laughs> you're such a liar. I think he tries to throw him in a cauldron as well. Yeah, he tries to set him on fire. I think. Yeah. Or like cook him. I can't wait till we do Parabus Carabus and he's he's ranking because there's a point where he lifts a man up with one arm. Oh, that was so funny. That was one of those moments where I really laughed at this actually. Yeah, it's quite early on, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, because he's quite, he's like above him as well, isn't he? He's yeah. him up. <laughs> he sings a really confusing song. I think the subtitles might have been all wrong for his whole song. Yeah. Where he's talking about how he's such a rich man and everyone can be in his pocket or something. Next thing you know, he's lifting a guy up with one arm. I don't know, he was so scary, but he's so violent. Mm. He very, very, very violent. Very violent. Weren't they like planning to attack him as well in the forest? Because they were like, he's going for us, so we need to like plan our attack. Like it's all like there was a lot of this film just set in a forest and everyone just fighting each other. <laughs> It's Lord of the Rings-esque in that but, way. To, yeah. But to add to the confusion of it, then suddenly the fox and the cat just start fighting each other, even though they've been yeah. working together for the yeah. whole film. And that lasted like five minutes as well. And I was like, for God's sake. Like, the massive lads... fight scene. It was like the one in Borat. Was... <laughs> <laughs> um, talking of little weird animals, I really like the frogs in this. Yeah, I like frogs the anyway, but these ones were really good. Yeah, the yeah. baby turtle. What's the relevance? So basically, there's there's a what was his name? Barabbas Carabbas. Yeah, he has like a minion guy, Duramar, who's a hideous fool, and he he's no good. And his whole thing is that he sells little animals uh, to people, like fish and frogs slugs. and turtles, hmm. slugs and leeches. Whatever, like he's a he's a freak and he's doing all this. Little um, what's that little boy called? Buratino. Buratino. 
Bertino buys the turtle off him to release it back into the wild, which I think is awesome. And I really yeah. like this little boy. This guy's great, Bertino. Like he's he's really worried about getting his dad a jacket. He does ride a chicken, yeah. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's so cool. I can't remember what my original point. Yeah, so it turns out that this guy has been purposely stealing and counting the children of a known turtle that they know by name, <laughs> and they've stolen 48 of her children, which is way too many. There's so many children to steal. He's got a real operation going here. Yeah. The baby turtle, is he called Tortilla? No, that's the mum. Tortilla oh, the turtle. Uh, right, okay. Um, and, and so... They do return the one baby to her, but that's 47 of us that are unaccounted for in the hands of one of these pack of freaks that would buy it off him. It's quite confusing, isn't it? What are they doing with those baby turtles? I can't remember. Does Tortilla do anything? Like, do they have a, an altercation at the end? I don't like... think so. I think the little one swims around quite a bit, but I don't know what he's doing when he's swimming. Yeah. Well, they looked phenomenal. I yeah, they like. did look very yeah, good. Yeah, they look great. They're the closest to being designed to be quite cute looking, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Frogs and the turtles, but not not massively cute. I'm um, gonna say that when when I was when they were in the forest, I really did lose attention. I, I was struggling to watch yeah. it. It was very boring at that point. Yeah. But yeah. then there was one moment in the forest that I'm so glad it got my attention back. It was when they were um Carabas and his little mate. We're mm-hmm. looking for the golden key in the pond. It suddenly just started glitching. I don't know what was happening to the film. Did you remember this part? And then like, and and then Carabas like falls backwards and suddenly just like rises up like this. <laughs> it was really strange. I don't know if my film was just. I don't think my film was just glitching or something, <laughs> or or it was in the film. It was on it, purpose. It really made me laugh though because it suddenly just felt like they were just like, okay, for this moment we're just gonna throw loads of cuts together, and yeah, it, get, it includes it him falling in the water. Him. He like falls in the water, comes back out again. It like goes oh, in reverse and all sorts. I loved him being trapped in the water in yeah. loads and loads of seaweed. Yeah, <laughs> phenomenal. And aren't they trying to like empty the lake out just by like one Buckets. bucket at a yeah. time? <laughs> yeah, these guys are just no good. They're like... idiots, but they're also massively evil as well. Like there's yeah. that bit when they're having dinner, and Parabas Carabas is just like brandishing a little dead baby pig. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. More animal cruelty. Yeah, it's it's mad. I think, like, what they are trying to achieve, because the big deviation here is the presence of a golden key, Hmm. and they're trying to open a door in a a land far away. It's supposed to be, like, a perfect land. Hmm. And it's in Geppetto's basement, for some reason, behind the painted fire. But this is what I mean. This is where we need to know what these metaphors mean, because they mean something. Yeah. None of us so, are smart enough to have so, figured out what they are. So but basically, the the key to everything, the key to a perfect land, is within our own home. All we need to do is find it, uh, unlock Maybe. unlock the potential, get rid of the old world, the SARS and the all that, yeah. and then there we go. Our perfect world is right within reach, right in our own home. Unlock it, and you're gonna get a get rid of a dictator. Yeah, get and get a really really cool ship. Yeah, you're gonna fly all over the world, influencing other countries to join your ranks. Yeah, there's definitely something. <laughs> That's pretty there. cool, isn't it? That, <laughs> that was, was that pretty was, cool. That, that was actually beautiful. That's probably as close as it could be. It's something like that, <laughs> but God knows. 
I mean, one of the lyrics in the song is that all the old people are doing fine in this golden <laughs> world, so, and the kids go to school. Did they not have that in the 1930s Russia? I mean, like, I don't know for sure, but there was a lot of inequality, like, in different regions, probably, because mm. of the, the SARS. I don't know. how. I actually don't know anything about Russia, so I'm not going to comment on it, to be honest. No. But... I did know a lot, but I can't remember. But I know, I know, like in China, like when the Communist Party took over, it actually influenced like smaller towns to prosper because they sent all the academics out of the cities and then they mm. went to the towns, like doctors and stuff, and then that burgeoned the co- local economies accidentally. I don't so think he... that's happening here, though. <laughs> yeah, it's just a flying ship. Capello's like organs broken and yeah. <laughs> That's, that was the first quote that I wrote down. It's like, my barrel organ is broken. Now I'm so lonesome. Yeah. <laughs> what a sad little line. Oh, God. I didn't even know what a barrel organ was until this. <laughs> <laughs> now you've ordered one. Yeah, I've ordered one. It, it looked like more like a music box, didn't it? Yeah. Papa Carlo. He's a bit... He's I thought it'd be horrible. Sa- he's a bit useless, isn't he? Yeah, he's a he's bit a too bit of a much sap. of a side character in this, isn't he? Like He didn't really have much to do. Well, usually in Pinocchio... Pinocchio goes off and has his adventure. He goes from one peril to another. And in this one, Burrettino just goes home and Papa Carlo's just stood there. Like he hasn't like been worried been about what's going on. He's yeah. like, oh, my children. And then he comes back with more children. He's yeah. like, Dad, I've yeah. got Papa Carlo, I've got more kids for you. He does become the ultimate papa because he has multiple kids and a dog. <laughs> yeah. And a golden key world. <laughs> the golden key world. But did he know about the golden key world then in his this is what I didn't get. Because what he didn't is seem bothered? He what is yeah? What is it. the golden key world though? Is it just a ship? Like, yeah. or are they going to the new? It's world? a basement. Yeah, that's that looked thought, like a thought... studio that had a big book in it. So the big book the, was down there, wasn't it? The, so the key to the golden world was the tunnel under Thingy's house, but they used the key to get to the key. Technically, so it's the golden key to get to the key. <laughs> Nothing you just said made any sense. I'm going to say that much. <laughs> no, but just wait for the subtitles to catch up. Then you'll get it. <laughs> so so he, has, no, he has this little door that they yeah. go into. I'm going to have to rewatch the ending scene. I don't remember like what happened after he opened the door. Well, no, they just went into the door. There was a massive book in there. It was in like the a room. cave, wasn't it? Wasn't it like an underground cave? Thing? Yeah, it was like a cave kind of thing. And the the puppets were just like, oh, can you open this, please? Can you open it? And then Papa Carlo opened the book because they were too small to do it. And then suddenly the book just started getting bigger and bigger, didn't it? Yeah, it got bigger. But what I don't understand, a big inconsistency here for me, was that the boat comes out of the book and it's then in the town square. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even but, realize. Yeah, it would have destroyed that guy's house. While that's happening, though... We see that Parabas Carabas, a couple of police that have like sort of dog faces and yeah. Duramar are still pushed up against the door where the golden key yeah. goes into. So like, how did you, how did Papa Carlo, Burrettino and all of those guys in the boat get out of the basement without going through the door? Yeah. Is there another door? Unless the unless they went back into the book, which led them out to the ground above. Mad. Crazy. I love that part where um where Carabas was out the front and I think he must have been tired from like trying to get in so much. So he started throwing water over him to to wake him up. 
Unless I missed something that he did there, but I'm pretty sure it's because he was tired. Is it because he fainted or something? Yeah, he fainted at the front door because he couldn't get in and he was trying so hard. So his little mate was throwing water over him to wake <laughs> him up and it weren't working. And they had so to cut his... him. Was his beard stuck in the yeah, door? Because they had yeah. to cut his beard off. Oh yeah, and then they cut his... Yeah, so they started whacking him around the head with the bucket and then they cut his beard off. <laughs> they took all his power. Right, so they, they take the book out of the basement and then just open it and a flying ship comes out. No, but the book, they opened it in the basement and the ship started to come out. So I, yeah. and, But then next thing you know, they're outside of the house. Somehow. No, but no, no, they didn't. They're looking at the book and then they're like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Then they take it outside and they're on the ground. So they probably were like, oh, there's something about this. Let's but to still get outside, they had to go past Parabas Carabas and his beard stuck in the door and they don't... <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You're right. Just move all the hair out the way. God, yeah, they just right. a portal out of the house. Maybe that's something to do with the magic of the book. Um, the effect when the ship flies out of the book is phenomenal. I was like, how's yeah. that happening? Yeah, it was good. That was cool. All of that yeah. stuff was done pretty cool. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a really simple explanation for how they did it, but it looks so good. It does look like, good. It looks phenomenal, and. I love the ship at the end. I love flying pirate ships. That's so exciting. It's so like, oh, look at that. You'd love the Uncharted film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's the guy then in the ship? Like, Is he some famous dude? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't get that. But he was the saviour, wasn't he, at the end of the day? Does he, he like, symbolise Stalin? I mean, who knows? Like, should, should I look up? Oh, no, the book doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Wow. How does um, that happen? I'm going to have to buy it. Is there a translation? I mean, almost certainly not, right? It's a shame you didn't have it for today. We could have, for, so for when you're uh, in your segment. segment. Yeah, in your segment, you could have just read us a book in Russian. There's so many questions and no answers. There's no yeah. answers. There's no way of even finding out the answers. No. Yeah. But yeah, he basically they liberate the, the puppets. They liberate all the toys and they take them to a new world, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. So what was the society before... The events of this because what's interesting i think about Buratino, which i did touch on is that he's not unique at all in this world no one finds him interesting he's just another toy he's like purchasing stuff from the shop and no one's batting an eyelid no one's like whoa look at that little weird wooden boy yeah they're just yeah. like oh just another lad in the beginning again i don't know if this is because of the subtitles or whatever but in the beginning, it felt like he was alive when he was still the block of wood. Yeah, he was a. Yeah, he, he didn't have he a was mouth. Talking, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Because he was book. jumping around. Yeah, because he was jumping around, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what happens in the book. So, like, yeah, yeah. It starts off being the most accurate adaptation ever, but then next thing you know, there's this golden key storyline. So, and... <laughs> so they basically <laughs> they they saw they read the beginning of the book and were like, "Yep, <laughs> do this. <laughs> yeah. we, we get. I could do this. I get it." <laughs> The crafting scene is probably like one of the most accurate that we've seen so far to the book. Mm. It was pretty good. And they had the whole Mr. Cherry thing at the start with the guy giving Geppetto the log. Yeah. Pretty accurate so far. It was all pretty <laughs> so interesting. So far, five, five minutes in. <laughs> yeah, we're five chapters into the book and so far it's a pretty accurate adaptation. <laughs> I can't even find anything online about what the ending means. Like... I told you, I've not found this. I've been looking, man. There's nothing out there. There's no answers. I need an answer. Yeah, I know. You're never going to find one, though, and it's going to haunt you, and your life's going to become like a Stephen King book or something where you're just scribbling (laughs) on the wall saying, what does it mean? What does that shit mean? But I guess... It's open to interpretation, though, which is nice, isn't it? which is cool. It's not. It's clearly something about communist Russia. 
Soviet <laughs> Union and stuff, but what is it? But on its own, it works as a great piece of narrative fiction, <laughs> as well as maybe propaganda. It's definitely just propaganda, man. Maybe we need a new podcast called The Detective Boys, where we try and figure out all of the questions that the have mysteries. no answers. Propaganda busters. Who you going to call? Oh, God. But yeah, I feel like there's not much more to say about this film. Like, it is just incredibly strange. I think we should maybe get in our flying ship and head to the new world and, and deliberate on this. What do you guys think? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, let's I'll, do I'll, it. I'll, pa- I'll pass down the ladder now for you all to climb up. Oh, thank you. I've opened what? a massive book. <laughs> what's the what's the what's the song they sing in this? Can anyone Joe, you must surely remember it. Yeah, go on, Joe, yeah. sing it. Well sing it. I don't, don't remember it. You so, lie, it sound, it sounded like it's a small <laughs> world. It sounded oh, like above me. <laughs> <laughs> something like that, isn't it? It was something like that, I think. Yeah, yeah. But in it Russian. Sound, it sounded like Russian, it's a small world. <laughs> no, right. it just sounded very prosperous. Yeah. You, you want to set sail then? Yeah, let's go. All right, let's set go. Sail. Whoa. Whoa, wow. Eagles. Oh, look, some regular moving human toys. Oh, God. Brush your teeth. All right. <laughs> we're here. We're in the new world. Oh, it's... marvellous. A green field. Wow. So cool. lovely. I'm joking, it's in black and white. It could be any kind of field. It could be purple. Over to you, Luke Thomas, the uh, ranker. Your big old ranker. <laughs> big ranker. Let's do some ranking. We're going to do some ranking. This is the part of the podcast where we rank different elements that we've seen in the, uh, in the film and particularly looking at all our separate characters. There's a few characters that don't fit our archetypes exactly, so I guess mm. we can open up suggestions of who we should use so who would be the best candidate but we're going to start off pretty easy and we're going to start off with our villain no what do we usually start no, off papa. with our, we start papa, our papa. papa yeah we start with our papa who is carlo papa carlo um, his full papa name carlo. is pa- papa carlo papa carlo uh so papa his carlo. how are we going to rate his italianness Oofed. uh zero <laughs> wait yeah, there's what? no reference to whether this is italy or not yeah. I'm Everyone pretty sure it's Russia. Russia. <laughs> yeah. I don't it, think he's Italian at all. I, I mean it's gonna Russia. have to I think it's zero. He's he's not Italian at all. But he's but his name's Carlo. Carlo. Cal- Papa Carlo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his name's Carlo. That gives him an element of authenticity. Joe's name's Giuseppe, but yeah, he's you're, Essex. And you're speaking you you yeah, you've got like an Essex accent, but your name's Giuseppe. So like I guess if we can accept you, then we've got to accept <laughs> Carlo. Let's give him a one then for his I name. I a one. That's it. <laughs> Let's give him a one because of Abs- his name. He must have a reason for being called Carlo, but he is a Russian man. Um, yeah, what his- would be the Russian version? Karlech? <laughs> Karleski. Yelenesh. Karleski, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely Karleski, isn't it? So now we're looking at his popperness. So how much of a popper he is. I mean, it's in his name. Yeah. He- he is he also, Papa Carlo. And I guess he unwillingly adopts the rest of the puppets at the end. So, you know, he's like he does it without even thinking about it. So Yeah, he's a big to... daddy, yeah. Like Yeah, it's gotta give him something. Mm. Yeah, he's adopting things he doesn't really need to adopt. He he has a mystical, magical kingdom under his workshop. But he also just doesn't care that um Boratino's just, you know, gone off. He doesn't make his... much of an effort to find him, does he? Yeah, he doesn't but... he 
But how long has he been gone? Like, he thinks he's at school. I think it's like a day, right? Oh, is it still all in one day? It could be. Uh, when When does anything... Like, he's not the camping castle overnight. Bit, the castle bit looks like it was night time. Yeah. Right, yeah. When they're maybe. eating their food. That's dinner. But you're remembering as well, this is the 30s. Like, you'd go out all day with your mates, probably. And then, like... I do remember it. Throwing rocks at trains <laughs> or, or whatever. And then, and then you come back at midnight and then... Like no one's waiting up for you. It's it's a different time. Yeah, he I was, guess so. He was kind for the thirties, I think. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the one in nineteen eleven just used to just slap Pinocchio all the time. So yeah, he's this more fatherly a... than that. He's yeah. a bit kinder. He throws a hat at a rat to stop the rat eating That's his true. son. Yeah, yeah. He straight away goes out to get him some food. He's selling his jacket just to provide for his son. Yeah, he's selling his the jacket off yeah. his back, and we're saying this guy's not a good daddy. I think it's a seven out of ten. I Does agree. that seem fair? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think so too. All right. Yeah, he's good. He's a good dad. <laughs> like the guy from Shrek. And it. most of our dads in this, <laughs> they're, they're no good. Right, um, hey, don't say that about my dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, craftsman skill. Now, I don't want to spoil my puppet rating, but I think this puppet looks absolutely amazing. He's <laughs> a good looking boy. I'll give He's him great that. Looking boy. He's got great eyes. Is Geppetto uh, Papa Carlo? Is he a is he a crafter in this? Do we see him doing much other crafts? Is it no, his job? They're... I don't see him doing anything. He's a well, musician. They're... There there were clocks in his shop, though, wasn't there? Yeah, but the guy's just singing in the town square doing his organ, his barrel yeah. organ. Maybe he built the organ. He couldn't fix his barrel organ, though, could he? Uh, he broke and he true. couldn't fix it. Is he that crafty? But wait, it was working at the end. How is it suddenly working again? Everything works in perfect golden land. Oh, okay. <laughs> God, it is propaganda, isn't it? It's, but I took it as very surface level. Yeah, no, I know what these Russians are like. Oh God! I don't want this to get too hateful Luke's, of, uh, of Russia. Got this all out. The the question is, we gave AI's craftsman skill an eight. Yeah. So is this craftsman skill better than an eight? No. The guy in no. AI made a robot. It's yeah. rubbish. As well, I don't want to belittle him too much, but the way that he crafted this was that there was very obviously just pieces of that like block of wood that were just ready to come straight off yeah he yeah. tapped them with the knife and the face was already there underneath it i think that this is like you know when you get those alien toys when you're a kid and they're in the little pull, egg and, and there's just gel, gel around it yeah, yeah, yeah you pull the jelly off and then the alien's already in there i think that's what <clears> this was like i think that he was actually made by the tree and <laughs> carlo just released him from his binds so you're reckon... telling me that burrettino was just a a pre-made wooden boy within a a wooden gel. Yeah. <laughs> how, 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 how did the rest of the puppets come to be? Surely there wasn't a, you know... You, yeah, we've got to take into consideration that Burrettino is not particularly unique either in this world. Mm. Um, no. Maybe he's the first one from Immaculate Conception. Maybe the other toys existed from from natural reproduction. Not to mention that our guy here, Papa Carlo, even did a Neil Buchanan of here's one I made earlier and he had like the legs and the arms like he did under he had the a table pre-made pre-packaged so you I, could say he's good at prep I feel I feel like a generous a generous five or four I think four I'll go with four as well I think I think that's a, a fair assessment mm. sadness 
This guy's not sad. This guy was not sad. This guy's My cheering. organ is broken now. I'm so lonesome. He yeah. actually mentions being lonesome, which he is was, a bit sad. <laughs> that's the only thing he was sad about. His organ. <laughs> yeah, but maybe that's the only thing he wanted to tell people that he was sad about. Maybe mm. he's got deep underlying sadness there i think the man's an optimist though because he's pining after this perfect world in the form of the golden land or whatever it is he's singing about it he's the one spreading the message about the golden world so he's hopeful he's not he's not like geppetto in guillermo del toro's pinocchio he's not like thinking that the world's ended and he's a drunk and he doesn't have like a dead child um... that we know of that we know of. Could have died yeah. in the famine of 1930. No, I'm joking. I don't know when there was a famine <laughs> there, but I don't know. How happy and how sad can you be in Soviet Russia in the 30s? I don't know. I wasn't there. It might have been sick. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's pining for the golden days. <laughs> the golden days. Um, We're all in search of that golden key. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he does seem kind of. But not too sad. So I f- again, I feel sad. like there's an unspoken three, air of sadness. Yeah, I'd say another four. I think. I think it's a four. Yeah, I can live with a four. He's a really sidelined character, though. We don't know the details. Oh of yeah, any of he, these things. Yeah, he was like probably one of the characters that got the least screen time, wasn't he? Mm. Out of our main-ish lineup. We saw Duramar more than we saw this. Yeah, guy. we did. Yeah. So now our next one is the bug. Now we do not have a bug in this. Mm. Um. Apparently in the original book, bear with me as I try and find it because I did see it a minute ago. Apparently he he also he does try and kill the cricket in the book. Um so there was a cricket in the book. Yeah, but Bertino is typically more heroic than Pinocchio. Hmm. But he right. does apparently there is a cricket that he tries to kill. What about if we did the uh the dog as the bug? I was thinking the I was dog as say, the bug. Yeah. yeah. What what's his name again? Duramar? Oh. No, he's not Duramar. He is um, Artemon. Artemon. Or do we want another female? We'll bring in Malvina. No, Malvina yeah. doesn't do anything, does she? She does nothing. She keeps saying that he's brave. We could have both of them because they're kind of a double act. In actually, the book. yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, Malvina the... and Artemon because they do actually try and teach him something. I think in the book he is her slave. I Perfect. Yeah. No, she's the bug then. Yeah. So uh, Malvina. Malvina. She retains the blue colour of her hair and she has a poodle servant called oh, okay. Artemon. So yeah. they're kind of a double act. Are we doing them together then, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. They try and teach him to be a good boy as well, don't they? And yeah. then they like imprison him for a bit because he's not good enough. And teach him to brush his teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So what, there's something um, there. So... Is there even a is there even a scene where they're in the same frame together? Yeah. Yeah, there was. Well, the escape dog and the... together and stuff. Escape, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm just think I'm thinking for my snapshot for my cards. Oh yeah, of course. You might have to do a little split screen of the two of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, Splice it together. So if they can make Geppetto, no Papa Carlo, interact with a little stop motion Buratino, then you can make that screenshot a reality. I can do anything. AI <laughs> is real. <laughs> okay, so let's start with charm. How charming is Malvina and Artman. I thought they were quite charming. There's a bit of charm there. I mean, we've got a talking dog whose ear raises up. Yeah, and they're showmen. They're like they're in the show business as well. So there's yeah. an element of yeah, something there. Show, yeah, they've got showmanship. What there did they was say? A brief section where, and I'm ashamed to admit it, but I thought that the two of them were a couple. <laughs> <laughs> the dog and Malvina. I thought they were running a real together. dog. <laughs> a real dog. 
<laughs> well, they were like escape, escaping together and stuff. I was like, oh, they want to go and live together in the new world as a couple. I mean, maybe that was what was going on. They never explicitly say that they're it dynamic. It seems more like she, her and Pierrot were a thing. Yeah. Oh, God, we're not even going to discuss Pierrot. <laughs> <laughs> what is there to say about Pierrot? He's a loser. Well, I mean, apparently he's the archetype of the everyman that's changed going through fiction. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Malvina apparently is, was designed to be more annoying than the Blue Fairy. Oh, really? Annoying. Less likeable, yeah. <laughs> I um, mind her. So, the charm, six? I'd say average. Yes, I was thinking like six, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they're not... And that is mad. more for Artemon, if we're being honest, isn't it? I mean, they I have nothing double act, so... I don't have anything no. against Malvina. Yeah, but she's not a talking dog whose ear raises up and he sits up and he can do things. That's true. Artman is really going to bolster this this team. This <laughs> yeah. team. Uh, role model. They're not really really role models, are they? They break away from the dictator. Yeah, yeah. Don't mind that. But they hasn't he team... already done it? You know, oh. they look they look out for him a little bit, don't they? As an um, the 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 puppet boy hasn't he already run off by the time they run off? They're influencing He's influencing them. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, brush your teeth, not a bad message. Mm. Yeah. Would that come under teaching? That'd be under teaching. A role model. Yeah. Like They're not showing him how to do it. They're just saying do it. I guess so. Um, I, I think don't think four. they're bad, but yeah, maybe a four. They're not their best, but whatever. Uh, teaching ability. They teach him how to, he teaches him how to brush his teeth. Is there anything else they do? That, well, locking him up is basically like what the super nanny used to tell everyone to do, but it's like the 1939 version of the naughty step is the, the cell. Yeah, the cell. <laughs> I didn't expect a super nanny reference in this episode. <laughs> yeah, you was expecting that more on the Adventures of Pinocchio in 1996, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's more Joe Frost's time. <laughs> I love super nanny. What a great show. Joe, watch that, Joe? Good. Do you know no. it? No. Oh, it was it's uh, that exact time when you were away in Spain. Really? Oh. It, it'd be like, oh, like um, my son won't stop eating chicken nuggets and calling me like a <laughs> every day. Sorry. Oh, so they call yeah. out like a superwoman. So, yeah, so Super Nanny comes in and is like, sit on the step, yeah. you horrible boy. You should change him for the better. They kind of ber- yeah, I guess, but they kind of berate him on national television. That <laughs> must leave some deep scars. Like, I'd, hate, I'd hate that. I'd act out more. Funny. Yeah. I would love to work on Super Nanny. I hope they bring it back. It's I don't, my I don't dream think, job. I don't think it will ever work again in this culture, right? Like you're just bullying kids. No, it's... you're just disciplining them. Yeah, the parents should the have kids been doing today that. You could do with a Super Nanny to scare them. <laughs> Every time I was naughty, my mum would be like, "I'm going to call Super Nanny." <laughs> Wait, when Super Nanny was on, when we were like 15, right? Yeah, God, I was a naughty teen. Naughty teen. <laughs> No, don't get super daddy in for me, Mum. Mum, please don't do it. I'm like sat on the naughty step with long hair, <laughs> drinking a can of Monster Energy drink. God. Oh dear. Um, um, where were we? Teaching. 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 Uh, five. Five. I'd go six. What do they teach him? Just like, oh, are we going to put you in prison? And then, yeah, he doesn't actually learn his lesson. No, they he's a player of five. Yeah. Rubbish. They try. Anyway, Malvina and Artman, very average. Mm. Um, but the exact opposite of average Carabas. is our villain, Carabas oh, Barabbas. Is that actually his full name? Carabas yeah. 
Barabbas. Or Barabbas Carabbas. Uh, I've got it written as Carabas Barabbas. K- Carabas. Yeah. Cool. His first name, Barabbas surname. So he's the owner of the Puppet Theatre and the owner of the marionettes, Malvina, Pierrot and Harlequin. I don't remember Harlequin. He's got a big family of puppet monster baby children. Yeah. So this guy's already established himself pretty well in Russia's traveling theater scene and is enslaved or hired a bunch of these toys. And it's a gray area. It's a very gray area. <laughs> he's an animal abuser and he has, uh, he's massive and he has a beard that goes down to his feet. And he can lift the man. You should write his CV, Luke. <laughs> I I love Barabbas Carabbas. I think he might be the best character in the film. Yeah. yeah. I was scared every time he was on camera. I was terrified. He Me was too. proper, yeah. He's so, an idiot, which is good for a villain as well. They shouldn't be smart, and he is an idiot. So mm. we only have two categories, really, to rank them as. is threat level is going to be our first one. This is a very threatening man. He's he does high. get pushed. He gets pushed into a puddle though by a man on a boat. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't stop him being threatening. That person would be running from him, I bet. Yeah, until that point, he was he was pretty much on top of the world. Introduced by a villain song. That's big. Big, yeah. yeah. Usually, but... it takes a while for you to get your villain song, but this guy's singing instantly. But who's he threatening? He's threatening a freak. He lashes man. those children. That's threatening. He lashes some. It's children. like he's got nothing to lose, even though we he know does... he's got so much to lose. He does he's got seem an empire. Prob- he does seem like the one who's probably the most recklessly doesn't care. He's unhinged. He kicks a dog like a real dog, like a real living dog. He screams at. He it. lifts a man up with one arm. Think of the things he could be doing with that other arm while he's lifting one man up, punching animals. Yeah, exactly. Probably. He's hitting people left, right, and center. The he guy's a freight. A... He's he a pick... real threat. He picks up a pig. Is that going to be a full-size pig? But it looks tiny in his massive hand. Yeah, probably. He's probably a giant as well. He's like holding it like it's a lollipop. He kicks a chicken. He kicks a. He throws a plate at a chicken, doesn't he? Um, he's uh, he. But mainly, he's threatening to animals and small wooden children. Yeah, but come on, that kind of thing adds an extra level of threat. If you saw a man doing all those things, you'd cross over the road. You wouldn't want to be down the same aisle as this guy in Morrison's, would you? No, no, but he's kicking all the chickens off the show. There, there, there is something that strips him of that threat level as well. I've just remembered it. I've just seen it in my notes. Do you remember in early on when he takes a sip of his drink and they just add like a bubble sound thing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> happens every time someone drinks it. I know it was so stupid. <laughs> but we've got to remember if we're looking at the best villains we've had, like the Coachman from the nineteen forties, Pinocchio, and then the yeah. and all that. They're like demonic, otherworldly, silent terrors that have no comeuppance. This is a, a big man who gets pushed into a puddle by a smaller man. Yeah, but look at the things he does before that happens. I'm not saying he's not as scary as the coachman, but like he is really scary still. He's very good. I think though more he's of a performance than a threat. Like I think he's he gets his beard trapped in a door because he has a silly long beard. Yeah. He's so silly. He's a typical villain that he has got a weakness, and his weakness is that he is a blind he, idiot. He yeah. is his own weakness. Yeah. I think his genuine stupidity throughout almost nullifies a lot of his threat. 
Hmm. Doesn't nullify his show, his showmanship, and what he's presenting to the world as this threat is how he built his empire. But day to day, this man's getting pushed in puddles. It only he's happens weak. once, doesn't it? He gets yeah, but he gets trapped underwater by seaweed, and yeah. he has to hold his breath for like an hour. Like the man's an idiot. That's pretty like, threatening that he could hold his breath for that long. Yeah, he is super human. Is it? Is it people, threatening? And he says something, can people do it? Like. When he gets he's, an, he's at to... least an eight on the threat level. These these wooden people are very small, and all of them are like, "We're gonna beat him up," and they're like, "Yeah, but they're not, not saying that while he's lashing them, are they?" No, but as soon as they're he's out of his element, as soon as he's out of his show in the forest, nature takes control. He still picks a man up with one arm. None yeah, of us could do up. that. Well, our last threat level was six, so and who think was it's that? Huh? That was, was Brendan Gleeson in AI. Oh, Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. I think he's more threatening than Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. But not a, as threatening he, as the coachman. He's Nowhere at least near. a 7.5. Well, coachman was infinite. Infinite. You don't <laughs> get more than infinite. I reckon he's I, at least a 7.5. I think maybe an 8. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's go for 8. Let's, <laughs> let's go 8. Let's go 8. We just spent the whole time arguing that he's not. But he he's was stupid, but he is threatening. He is a really threatening guy. Yeah. Uh, and then quality of show. I l- adored it. I thought that his show looked phenomenal. There's, it's like a, it's a travelling like circus tent roundabout magic thing. There's all sorts of weird animals there. He has all sorts of stuff going on. He is... doesn't have one living boy. He has many living toys. Yeah, that is a plus. Is his show the whole travelling circus? Then is that what we're classing Ooh. as his show, or is his show just? Him when he sings his little villain song, picks the man up, and then he does the indoor puppet show that falls apart because the flute player's sick that day. I think the show is his his whole operation, which is his circus, which yeah. is great. Yeah, because it's a good parade. Men on stilts, always good to see. Yeah, I think I'd go with at least an eight on that as well, I guess. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I think an eight. I think an eight. There was a I lot think... going on. I think an yeah. eight point like, two. There was enough variety in it, so we're not I going point two. I think the like... show is maybe slightly forgettable by the end. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, I, there was a lot going on, but I'd, and it was very good to look at. But I can't really remember what it was that I, I was seeing. Are you boys kidding me? I close my eyes, I can see that circus. That's the thing the, where the highlight. I of would. The s- I would say the thing. The best comparison would be when we saw the Count Volpe show in Guillermo del Toro's. It's the same vibe of like a travelling yeah. circus. Yeah. What did we give that? Because I feel like we weren't as forgiving on that. And that was like beautifully stopped motion animated. We gave his quality of show 6.5. Yeah, and his is probably better than this, really, if we're being honest. And we that gave so- the coachman an 8. That song he was singing was very confusing. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh God, we have lowballed this because is anything in this film better than Farquad's Duloc song? No. no. And I, he got a seven. <laughs> that's yeah, but not... that's because it's such a small scale show. It's literally just a booth. Yeah, we gave four point big scale. We gave four point five to a man who had like all sorts of mad stuff going on in the nineteen eleven one. What What about five? That, that feels like whoa, a nice... whoa, 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 whoa. Let's calm down a little bit. I think we've yeah, just got to compare how we feel in the moment. We can't compare them all to each other in that way. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. the benchmark for me is probably the first one we saw, and that was a nine. And that was the best one, I think. That was really yeah. good. Okay. 6.5. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm happy with that. Because you know what? We watched that one half a year ago, maybe even more. I think about all the time. Do you know what I still always think of? What are we made of? Do you remember that song? Yeah, so good. It's annoying that none of the songs in this are as memorable or singable as that. Yeah, no. None of us go, Niet Kulaks du Reisstefan. Should we talk about our boy? That leads us to our boy, Bertino. One of the finest puppets I've ever seen. <laughs> you love this guy, don't you? I love you this really love guy. Burrettino, yeah. I don't have a as fond a Bur- feeling as you. Well, I, I really liked his voice, though. Like, mm. I think that stood out to me a lot. I also I really I really liked that annoying voice. And I really yeah. liked, in general, the kind of rebellious side that was bolstered in the film. He, he kept saying as well, he's like, I'm not afraid of anything. Yeah, he was kind <laughs> of cool, like... I liked him. He, at first, he was like probably the most babyish of all our all our puppet boys. But by the end, he was a he was a he was a man. He was a puppet he was a man. Powerful man. Yeah, he was like a leader, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. He was. He was really good. A shame we don't have anything about his like role model and teaching ability because he was a, he was it's pretty the, much the bug this week. He was out there doing stuff. I was going to say. What I like about him. It's, it's funny to think that like he was born and then immediately was like. I need food. Go and get me food. <laughs> yeah, the kid, he, the kid knows what he wants. He knows what he wants, and he was never that disrespectful to his dad either. He was always kind of like, "And I love my dad. I need to go get him a jacket." Mm. Great yeah. boy. Let's go through though our categories for the far more inferior Pinocchio. So our first one's transformation. Now our loser Pinocchio, he always has to transform into a boy, or or he has to be good. Mm-hmm. This guy doesn't really transform. No. Except into a powerful leader. <laughs> We've gone for a spell of no transformations. Mm. There's growth, not nose growth, but there's growth in this yeah. guy. But not a transformation, I would but again. Say. Yeah, so another non-applicable in the transformation category. Yeah. This card game is going to be stressful to play. <laughs> <laughs> puppet rating. So this is how the puppet looks. Ten. <laughs> really? Ten. You'd go to a ten? Ten. I, can't I, I would go. I would go quite high. I wouldn't go ten personally. Well, I can't remember what he looks like. You know, I'm what? gonna Google him now. Can you remember what he looks like, Luke? After you've said how good he is. No, I've just I just said all that, and I can't even think about what he looks like. But I did like every time he was on screen the vibe that this little boy produced. He looked. I liked like what... the way he moved and stuff. Yeah, he just moved around all stop motiony, and I think he looked more like a China doll, didn't he? Like the the little. That's the bit I don't like is the bit when um I think he's it's when he's a human doing the body parts. So he yeah. has just a mask on his face. Yeah, I don't like that. And that's quite a large chunk of the film where he looks that way. Any bits where he doesn't look like that, where it's like a stop motion y weird face, I'm a big fan of. The animation that does play a big part in that. Like the personality they give him is fun. Yeah, and like I like the way he's like running around. He's always like kind of bouncy and 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 weird. And I like the height. He's the height of a little toy. Sometimes he is. It depends if they want Geppetto to pick him up or not. Yeah, he seems to change. When he's his just size. running around, he's tiny. But when he first gets made, he's he's quite big. Yeah, he's like this big. He changes quite a lot. Yeah, but you know, like it needs to happen. Yeah, I'm trying to find a close up of him. It's a bit hard. <laughs> I just remember when he first was born, he looked so cool, like just this little freak. I really like him. 
I really like him a lot, but I am biased because I like stop motion. Mm. I don't think he looks as good as some of the others. I don't think he looks as good as 1940s. I don't think he looks as good as um, Yemma del Toro's. And he do- definitely doesn't look as good as Shrek's. Mm. He looks far better than the, the little boy from AI, though. Yeah. <laughs> He's up there with the one from 1996, isn't he, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think they kind similar. of look like puppets, but also they're kind of got that uncanny strangeness about them. Yeah. I, I think a seven for this guy. He's Yeah. Yeah, I can take a seven. Solid looking puppet. Big fan. Yeah. It's um, the other things that add to him though. It's the way he moves around. His outfit's nothing special. It's just a dress, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. A dress and a dunce cap. Yeah. <laughs> is he stupid? Is that why he's wearing a dunce cap? But is he stupid? I mean, he he spends all his money. He sells his books to buy a turtle to release into the wild. Mm. This guy's like pretty cool. Like he's just yeah. It's not gonna help him get less stupid, is it? If he's doing that, right? Length of nose, zero point five centimeters. Pretty sure. <laughs> no. no, it's not less than a centimeter. Yeah, but yeah. he's tiny. Oh, yeah, but though, he's, isn't tiny. he's tiny. Tiny. Hmm. I, I think it's one centimeter. Yeah, maybe yeah. even one centimeter. Yeah, one centimetre, no more, and it never grows because mm-hmm. he's not like his loser cousin. Well, it grows at the beginning. When he's not got one, he sprouts it out, doesn't he? Yeah, I like yeah. that. That's cool. That was good. So you could say that it's a little bit like the Pinocchio 3000 nose. <laughs> that was uh, that was like mechanised. Yeah. But that did get big, didn't it? Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, because he used it to his advantage, didn't he? Yeah, he pressed switches with it, I think. Lie scale. So... I didn't do a lie counter, but he didn't really, in my opinion, I don't really remember him lying too much. Mm. Bold as brass and stupid, yeah, but... I got one lie, but I actually don't think I've written down what it was. Was it the lie about he could play the flute and then he just never played Yes, that's it, yeah. He does say he's smart and sensible, but while he's saying that, he's like selling his books and yeah, he does say trouble. How smart he is. He's a bit of an idiot, but but in comparison to everyone else in the film, he's one of the smartest. Yeah, I think it's just lying about playing the flute. Mm. I, that's got to be lower than lemon and herb, surely. What's lower than lemon and herb? Mild. Plainish. 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 Is he plainish? No, but I think he's a bit zesty because he's got. Yeah, he's, he's got, got the zest about him, hasn't he? He's a zesty boy. What about the mango one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, can he be, be chili jam? Yeah, the welcome let's... change, and it's not on the it's not on the usual life scale. It's an extra ingredient. Yeah, I've put chili jam. I like that. Yeah, let's make him chili jam. Did you get chili jam from Nando's? Yeah, yeah. it's in the wraps, and it's very oh, good. All right, okay, yeah, yeah. The man is chili jam. Yes, on a side. Yeah, he's off menu man. as well. That's a good thing about him. Yeah. He's different. He's different. He's not your typical thing. He's not even he's a liar. He's, he's non-conformist, and he's celebrated for that. Yeah, he's a chili jam boy. He doesn't have to become a real boy. This boy is great. Yeah, and one day it might be on the menu. Anything else? So uh, let me run through. That was that was all of the the categories. So first of all, we have Papa Carlo, Italianness one, Papaness seven, Craftsman skill four, Sadness four. He's a kind of sad man, ish, but he's not Italian. He's underdeveloped. He's underdeveloped is the main issue we've got. Uh, in the bug camp this week, again, not a bug, so a bit unfair to judge them on this, is the dynamic duo of Malvina, the blue-haired toy, yeah. and Artiman, <laughs> the poodle. 
servant. <laughs> the poodle servant with the funny ear. And the crazy voice who gets abused in real life by the actors. God bless him. Bless that dog, wherever you are. Poor so, guy. Charm, six. Role model, four. Teaching ability, five. Very average. Mm. Nothing much to say. Someone who's not average is Barabbas Carabbas, the big bearded <laughs> villain. Uh, fret level eight. He's it's a very Carabbas Barabbas, by the way. You keep getting the name right. <laughs> Mixing it up every time. Is it Carabbas Barabbas or is it Barabbas Carabbas? It's Carabbas Barabbas. All right, Carabbas Barabbas. Carabbas Barabbas, fret level eight. Uh, quality of show, though, 6.5. Hmm. Uh, he's apparently more threatening than he is a showman. I would maybe contest that that's not true. And then finally, the boy himself, the inspiration for this podcast, not <laughs> Pinocchio, but the much more vigilant and exciting Burrettino, which is Italian for puppet. Mm. Transformation, mm. not applicable. He doesn't transform anything. And he doesn't need to become a real boy. He's got everything he needs. He's non-conformist and a rebel and a punk. Not applicable. Puppet rating seven. He looks really great. Nerd for nose, one centimeter, very small. And his life scale is chili jam. I'm yeah, happy with d- that. New ingredient. Yeah, I like that. Great stuff. Now, if you may indulge. <gasps> it's getting heavy. Here's uh, Stromboli's wooden board. Has he ever been called Stromboli? <laughs> Once. 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 It's but it's crazy. got a ring to it. It really has a ring to it. Yeah, so this is where <laughs> a little bit like the. The star in the reasonably priced car from Top Gear. We are ranking uh, all of our films so far. In We're such list. Top Gear boys, aren't we? We are a typical May Clarkson and, and the Hammond. Whatever Joe's one. 100% Richard Hammond, isn't he? You are Richard Hammond, Joe. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad. Who, who do you I think should I be glad? I think you're, you're Clarkson. You're, I'm not Clarkson. You're you Clarkson. Clarkson. No, you're, you're definitely Clarkson because you're loud, brash, annoying. Uh, no, I would say all of those for you. I'm more May. I'm laid back. That's I'm such cool. a Clarkson thing to say. <laughs> you're so Clarkson. The things you've been saying this episode about <laughs> Russia have been so Clarkson, mate. So you're Clarkson. the most likely to punch a producer and get this show cancelled and then we'd have to go to Amazon. And then he's also been cancelled there, hasn't he? What a fool. I hope so. A silly man. Whatever, I'll be Clarkson. That's fine. <laughs> I don't mind. Whilst I whilst I slowly get the list up. God, maybe um, you are May. <laughs> yeah, I'm May. I'm Captain Slow. No, you're Clarkson. You're Clarkson. All right, Joe's Clarkson. <laughs> yeah, Joe, you're Hammond. Clarkson. You're Hammond. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure what it means, but I'll take it. <laughs> no. Joe doesn't know anything. You, Super have you never watched Top, Top Gear? Gear? Honestly, you, you need to realise that you've brought a fool onto this show. <laughs> I have no knowledge. He's never heard of Soviet Russia. I have no knowledge apart from Pinocchio. (laughs) Even then, it's patchy. Even then, it's definitely patchy. (laughs) I think, and I think the more we watch, the worse it gets. (laughs) (laughs) So, if I may go through our list, our ranking. Currently, we number one. We have Shrek, which isn't the Pinocchio film. Uh, We have. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio in number two, 1940 Pinocchio number three, Artificial Intelligence number four, uh, 1911 at five, Adventures of from 97 at six, and then at the bottom is Pinocchio 3000, the absolute travesty of an animation. <laughs> um, where do you think we should rank whatever this film was called? The Golden Key. The Golden Key. The Golden Key. Um, for me personally, like I did 
I did really enjoy this, but I think it's maybe it had moments where it was the most bored that I've been probably. Yeah. Other than Pinocchio 3000. But I don't know if the subtitles and the different language were helping. Like I think they no, definitely. I, made... think it, I think the problem for me is that golden key storyline. I think that yeah. part's unnecessary. And that's mm. the main thrust of this. I think the weird day-to-day stuff's what makes this better. I think like the weird little creations fighting it out. Just yeah. all of that stuff's mm. good. I think the stuff that actually sticks closer to Pinocchio lore is actually maybe the bits that are like quite good about the story. But saying yeah. that, I did also like the changes as well. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't mind the golden key stuff because it felt like a change of pace. It keeps that, it fresh for us. But, and I yeah. loved, I loved that flying ship. It looked beautiful. The like, flying ship was good. It was worth, yeah. it was worth the tediousness that we had to get there. Mm. But like, I don't know what the whole quest for the key even really was. It was no. so yeah, like it, vague. Didn't yeah. they already have it at the start, and then he dropped it in a pond? He I gave it to Pinocchio, uh, Buratino. He literally just gave it to him, I think, yeah. and then he ran away with it. But right. um, having said that, though, like the technical stuff is very fun. There's a lot of like weird curiosity pieces on this that like would make it a great double bill with that 1911 one. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like they need to be close to each other. They do, but I really don't think this was better than the Adventures of Pinocchio 97. I can't believe I'm defending that, yeah, but that's getting that, pushed really to the I'm, bottom. Yeah. I was I was thinking the same. Like although there was a lot to enjoy in this, like there's been more to enjoy in the other ones, I feel. There was never a point in the 96 one where I think we were like particularly bored was there? No. 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 And it had that amazing Brian May song as well. Yeah, yeah. great song. Great I, puppet. I mm. think the thing is with this board is looking at it is that we started off really weak. And then everything just sort of stepped up from there. Yeah. Like Pinocchio, like if you say Pinocchio 3000, I feel like there's a huge gap between Pinocchio 3000 and Adventures of Pinocchio 96. And I think that this film squeezes nicely in there. Yeah, yeah. I agree with Joe. But it's not, Maybe. it's not, I wouldn't say it's closer towards P3K though. I would say it's definitely higher up. Oh yeah. P3K is the bottom yeah. of the, yeah. <laughs> the bin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can see being much worse than or on a par with P3K is that um, Pinocchio True Story one with Paulie Shaw. I feel yeah. like that might be our next one too. I don't know why yeah. you're saying that. I mean, there's hundreds of these. They must. They all look really good. Thinkers. <laughs> <laughs> they all look really good though, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you do you agree then, Luke, that it should be between Adventures of and Pinocchio Three Thousand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with it's our second to worst Pinocchio film, but there are elements in this that are. Very, very good. Is this the point? Wait, do we have to go somewhere now? No, we've got one one more thing to yeah. um, sort out, actually, is that the film The Golden Key is in front of you and you've got the choice to either... Well, I don't know. There's no donkeys. There's no real boys in this. So you can either grant this film access to the golden world by giving it the golden key or you can throw a plate at it in the style of what he did to that chicken. <laughs> but for the sake of our metaphor and our lists, is this a real boy or a donkey? Um, I'm going to go with this is a real boy because I think that from a technical standpoint, this film is insanely like good looking for this era. I think it looks so good. I really like all the weird stop motion. I love the weird animals. It captures this weird tone really well. I like all the visuals look so good. The amount of extras they've pumped into each scene 
everything just looks so cool and good. And I'm a massive fan of the visual style. So I can't say it's bad because of that. However, the story is boring and confusing. The subtitles don't even sync up. And I were I was really bored. But every time I saw something cool, I was like, oh, I like this a lot. So yeah, I liked it and I wouldn't say it's a donkey. So yeah, mm. real boy for me. What about uh, you, Joe? Yeah, I think the same. Um, I think that despite, how, like you say, how boring it was at times, like because of how big it was in terms of how it looked and its visual effects and yeah just in terms of everything everything was so over the top like even the the stupid moments were really stupid and the silly moments were really silly and because of that it was hard to sort of keep my eyes off of it and i think a lot of it was true to what we know and love from our, our pinocchio boy with also some <laughs> nice changes sprinkled in that kept it fresh mm -hmm. yeah i think i agree i think i'd have to go real boy just because there's so much strange kind of curiosity to it and whatever um, I don't think I've ever watched a Russian film either. I can't think no, of, of any others that I've haven't. watched. But like, it's one where I would say that there's definitely highs and there's a lot of lows. If there's like a compilation on YouTube of like all the great animation and stuff, I would much rather watch that than ever watch this again. I don't think I could sit through the whole film again. No. But no. I mean, it's an hour and 10 minutes long, so it's an easy ride and like definitely worth it just for like, the strange technology i guess it's a part of history in a weird way and like other than the 11 1911 one i think it's the only pre-disney pinocchio film yeah. really so mm. yeah there's a lot of pluses with it um i think it qualifies as a real boy we've got a very good track record there's one donkey so far i know well i feel like that's gonna change <laughs> yeah the tide maybe, will change maybe next month maybe next month <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where this will go <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, should we um, fly our flying ship to the new workshop in the new Golden Key world? In the new world, yeah. Let's do it. Do you this know what? Be cold. I've heard that there's actually going to be a real fire there because the <gasps> old people are doing fine. Oh, that's good. They're doing fine. <laughs> They're doing just fine. <laughs> that's good to hear. Right, Lovely, relaxing go. journey. This is probably the nicest journey we've ever had after. It is, yeah. Maybe communism just... is the way. All right, and, and we're here in a nice warm workshop, very prosperous. Uh. Um, <laughs> right, kids, before you go to sleep, I've got a little uh. story to tell you from the old world. Uh. Okay. It's from the Western world, so the idea is that it might seem a little alien to you, especially while we're here in this utopia. Yeah, are you going to tuck us in before you start, or are you? I don't really need to, because it's actually warm enough with the fire that's blazing. <laughs> so hot. It's so very, I'm, very hot. I'm actually going to take your clothes off, so you're a bit cooler. <laughs> <All right. laughs> right, kids, are you both comfortable? The most oh, yeah, I'm quite comfortable. The temperature's you can take more of my clothes here, on if you'd like. No, you've got no more clothes to take off, Luke. All right, boys, skin. settle down. Right, just as a recap, I think last time we were reading this, Pinocchio had been created, and then he yeah. met the cricket and he killed him with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> So where do we think we're going to go from here? Let's find out, shall we? Nice, yeah. I think I think we're meeting the fox soon. Chapter 5. Pinocchio is hungry, and he looks for an egg to make himself an omelette. Just as he breaks it in the pan, the omelette flies through the window. That's a <laughs> summary of what to expect. It was growing dark, and Pinocchio remembered that he had eaten nothing all day. There was a painful feeling in his stomach that closely resembled appetite. 
With boys, appetite grows fast. In fact, after a few minutes, his appetite became hunger, and in no time he was as hungry as a wolf. His hunger was unbearable. Poor Pinocchio hurried to the fireplace where a kettle was boiling and put out his hand to lift the lid and see what was in it. But the kettle was only painted on the wall. Ah. Mm. Ah. Imagine his disappointment. His nose, which was already too long, grew three inches longer. He ran about the room, searching every cupboard and in every possible place for a little bread, even dry bread. He would have been grateful for a crust or a bone left by a dog, for a fishbone or a cherry stone, in short, anything he could chew. But he found nothing, just nothing, absolutely nothing. He kept growing hungrier every moment, yet he could do nothing but yawn. He yawned so tremendously that his mouth reached his ears, and after he yawned he spattered and he felt as if he hadn't any stomach left. At last, in despair, he began to cry, saying, The talking cricket was right! I did wrong to revolt against my father and should run away from home. If oh, my no. father were here now, I shouldn't be dying of yawning. Oh, hunger is a dreadful illness. Oh, God, is this the voice you're going to do for the next Maybe you've done it twice already. Oh, this voice know. changes every time. You've heard yeah. the, the voice is the same. It's no, always the voice is not the same. Not no, what voice was it before then? It was like, Ivor. That was the name of Ivor. <laughs> That's the voice I just did. No, no it was, way. It was higher. Oh, hunger is a dreadful illness. There you go. That That's what his more. voice is. That's oh, I, don't, I don't like that Ivor, though. But Suddenly, in a rubbish heap, he noticed something white and round that looked like an egg. Luke Thomas's head. In less than <laughs> no time, he grabbed it. It was really an egg. To describe his joy would be impossible. You can only imagine it. He feared he might be dreaming. He turned the egg from one hand to the other and patted it and kissed it. And he said, Now, how shall I cook it? Did I make an omelette? No, it would be better to poach it. But perhaps it would be more tasty if I fried it in a pan. Or just been shall born. I just boil it in the shell? No, the quickest way would be to poach it. I am just dying to eat it. Why? Without further ado. <laughs> He set a stewing pan over a brassiere of red charcoal. Instead of oil or butter, he put some water in it. And when the egg began... Wait. And when the water began to boil, tack, he broke the eggshell and held it over the pan that the contents might drop into it. But instead of the yolk and white of an egg, a little chicken flew out of it. And making a polite curtsy, said gaily, A thousand thanks, Master Pinocchio, for having spared me the trouble of breaking the shell. Take care of yourself and give my love to the folks at home. I hope to see you again. That was the chick. I don't like that chick. <laughs> I don't like the chick. With that, the chicken spread its wings and flying through the open window was soon lost to sight. The poor puppet stood there as if bewitched with his eyes fixed, his mouth open and the broken eggshell in his hands. When he recovered a little from his first bewilderment, he began to cry and scream and stamp on the floor in despair. And as he sobbed, he said, Indeed, the talking cricket was right. If I hadn't run away from home and if my father were here, I should not now be dying of hunger. Oh, hunger is a dreadful illness. His stomach was complaining more than ever, and as he did not know how to quiet it, he decided to go out again into the village in the hope of meeting some charitable person who would give him some bread. That's the end of chapter five. 
Well, do, do we want one what? more chapter? Um, yeah, I'd love, I'd love one. Go on, go Make for the next one. Six. How right. does he know all this stuff about different ways of cooking an egg? He's just been born. Yeah, I don't know. Are we going to rate the uh, book after we finally finish it? Yeah, time? yeah, we've got a while to go though. We're only on page twenty-seven. <laughs> Two hundred and something altogether. <laughs> oh God! All right. I mean, by the way, that scene with the chicken and stuff that happened in the film, didn't it? Yeah, that we it was in this. The Golden Key. Very accurate rendition. All right, chapter six. Pinocchio falls asleep with his feet on the brazier, and when he wakes up in the morning, finds them burnt off. Here we go. Right, the oh, leg burning go. boys. No feet. God, I have. hope this isn't too scary because you two have to go to sleep after this. But I'm terrified. <laughs> it was a windy, cold night. The thunder was fierce, and the lightning as violent as though the sky was on fire. A bitter wind whistled angrily, raising clouds of dust and making the trees tremble and groan. Pinocchio was frightened of thunder, but he was still more hungry than frightened. <laughs> you okay there, son? Can I get you a water or something? It's just scaring me. He was still more hungry than frightened, so he opened the door and ran as fast as he could to the village, which he soon reached, panting with his tongue hanging out like a hunting dog's. But all was dark and quiet. The shops were closed. The doors and windows shut, and there was not even a dog in the street. It seemed a village of the dead. However, Pinocchio, driven by hunger and despair, gave a very long peal at the doorbell of one of the houses, saying to himself, This'll bring somebody out. And indeed, a little old man with a nightcap on his head came to the window and shouted angrily, What do you want at this hour? Will you be so kind as to give me some bread? <laughs> Wait! I'll be back at once, said the old man, believing that he had to do with one of those street urchins who amuse themselves at night by ringing doorbells, arousing good people who are sleeping peacefully. In half a minute, the window was opened, and the same voice called Pinocchio. Stand under the window and hold out your hat. Pinocchio held out his hand, and a great kettle of water poured down on him, drenching him from head to foot, as if he had been a pot of dry geraniums. He went home wet as a rag and exhausted with fatigue and hunger. He had no strength to stand, so he sat down and put his wet, muddy feet on the brazier full of burning coal. Then he fell asleep, and while he was asleep, his feet, which were wooden, caught fire and slowly burned away to cinders. Jesus. Pinocchio slept and snored as though his feet belonged to someone else. At last, at daybreak, he was awakened by someone rapping on the door. <laughs> Go on, rap. He called, yawning and rubbing his eyes. It is I, answered a voice, and it was the voice of Geppetto. Is that... that's, that's the end of that chapter. Wait, was that the voice of Geppetto? <laughs> I thought that he was Italian. It is I. There we go. It is I. It is I, the Geppetto. <laughs> okay, that's that's better. Um, um, that was a very short chapter, wasn't it? Did we like yeah. that one? That was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I like a cliffhanger as well. What? Feet on fire. That's yeah, and he's absolutely soaked. There's a very good picture of him getting the water poured on him as well. If you can, oh, oh god, see oh, god. Of the effect. oh, there we go. You see? Oh, that's nice. Oh, oh, you've popped out of existence again. Oh yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that is yeah. good. There we go. Like he's getting the water poured on him. Yeah, that's literally taken up a whole page, and then there's just two lines at the bottom of it. But yeah, that was it. Chapter five and six. What what happened? He failed to make an egg, and he got water poured on his head. God, I can't wait to wait three months for the next bit. <laughs> what a cliffhanger! 
I'll put that back on my shelf. <laughs> That's going away for a couple more months. That is an investment, that book. I think I paid maybe £4 for it. And I, it's given us hours of pleasure. Well, thank you for listening. All that's left to say is, what are we going to be doing next month on Real Boys? So, next month, we are going to be covering the erotic adventures of Pinocchio. Is, is, is that, that what it's actual, called? Is that the actual full title? I don't know. I don't, I don't, as soon as I said it out loud, it doesn't sound right. I think it is called the erotic adventures of Pinocchio, yeah. Get up its Let me give it a Google. Yeah, 1971's The Erotic Adventures of Pinocchio, otherwise known as just Pinocchio 1971 on IMDb. Mm. So as far as I'm aware, this is a softcore pornography film. Yeah. Have, have any of you seen this before? <laughs> Joe has. Yeah, I've time. Joe like. This is Joe one was I raised watch... on this. So I was raised on this, Pinocchio 3000 <laughs> and The Golden Key. <laughs> so as far as i'm aware this is like a i think it's supposed to be a dirty movie but it's also just kind of not the official description on imdb says diane thorne stars as the fairy godmother in this innocently sleazy take on the story of pinocchio so it's both sleazy and innocent at the same time the tagline is it's not his nose that grows (laughs) i mean of course what else did we expect it's Um, also 79 minutes which isn't too bad yeah, and it was yeah. Elizabeth Bell's debut, apparently. <laughs> uh, apparently, a lot of the sexual content in it was actually cut to get it a R rating instead of an X rating. Why? Why were they aiming for R rating when the <laughs> film's called The Erotic Adventures of Pinocchio? I suppose to get it in the cinema. <laughs> if it did get in the cinema, I don't even know. Yeah, so there you go. It's taken us, what, nine episodes, is that, before us taking on this... Strange, yeah, whatever this is. I'm very interested in how we're going to do it without like swearing and being rude and stuff, but should be a very intriguing watch, right? Yeah, I really can't wait to see this. This looks amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm more just wondering how we're going to find this. <laughs> I'll, I'll find we'll it. find it. We'll oh, it's on, find it's on, it. Luke, you use that Mubi, don't you? you I, it is not on Mubi. It's on Mubi. M-U-B-I, is that movie? Yeah, but I bet it's not on there now. Oh, well, it says it's on there. It's taken me to the movie app. The film's not on there, just the trailer. <laughs> Movies <laughs> for art house, foreign cinema. <laughs> <laughs> this, this You're looks... saying this isn't that? <laughs> yeah, this looks pretty... Let's see if it's on YouTube. I mean, it's supposed to be a softcore porn film. Is it going to be on there? Probably not. Oh my god, I've searched for watch online and it's come up tubepornclassic.com Oh man. (laughs) X-Hamster Oh Christ (laughs) This is going to be the first time we're reviewing a film that you have to go onto a porn website to watch (laughs) 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 We're going to have to watch it in I'm going to check something (laughs) I'm going to watch it now (laughs) Jesus, the (laughs) pop-ups Okay, I'm on I'm on incognito now Give me a second. <laughs> I was just going to go, oh my God, apparently you can rent it on Amazon, but the link I was on is somehow oh sent it to um, Adventures of Pinocchio 96. Oh God. What? Uh, <laughs> right, I'm just going to warn anyone who's... Don't go on to a popular pornographic website and type in the word Pinocchio. <laughs> oh my God. So, someone has a... Uh, That's a commitment, the tattoo I've just seen. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh god. Uh, 
tune back in next month because Real Boys is going to go off. It's going to be a hell of an episode next time. <laughs> so that's so funny. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us realboyspod at gmail.com. And if you have any suggestions of anything you want us to talk about or cover, go for it. Um, yep. You can also follow us on social media. We're at realboyspod on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yep. Give us a good five star rating if you enjoyed this episode about the Golden Key from 1939 Soviet Russia. Yeah, please. Please. On Spotify, please. on Apple Podcasts. Give us the reviews. Tell your friends. It's niche. I know it's niche, but come on, like someone out yeah. there must enjoy this. Someone, exactly. Please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Joe Tyrone for making our beautiful theme songs. Oh, it's lovely. Love to hear that music. Thank you. Thank you, Luke yeah. Thomas, for your illustrations. Yeah, and thank you, Luke Not that Terry. You've done any for a, since the cover? I did the cover. She... <laughs> Our cover was drawn by Luke Thomas. <laughs> Once upon a time. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Luke Terry, for editing together these episodes. It's nothing. It's easy. Yeah. It's the easiest job. <laughs> oh yeah, and thanks, Joe, for making the uh, the Trump cards. Yeah, over on our Instagram. They're beautiful, and they will soon be released to play <laughs> like Yu-Gi-Oh it's going to take the, sto- the schools by storm you can pre-order them on our website <laughs> <laughs> at classictubeporn.com <laughs> oh god this is for kids <laughs> alright well yeah come back next time to find out what we thought of the erotic adventures of Pinocchio thank you we've been the real boys and it's been real I'm a little wooden boy all I wanted was some love. And they all lived happily ever after. As real boys. See you next time. Real boys!